You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one Two, of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Uh, joined as always by my buddy Garrett. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? How we doing? How is the weather out in Venice, sir? It looks nice. <laughs> We're zooming today. Nice. I can see it. Nice. It's depressing me because it's raining here. Nice uh, 68 in the sun. Basketball courts reopened. Down there shooting after this. Oh, yeah? yeah? So real life is back? Real life feels to be back quite a bit, actually. Somewhat. Nice. Okay. Memorial Day. Sport. All right. What do, we got? what do we got today? We got Andy Norman, uh, 1653, Whitney Cummings, 16... 16- 54 and then sebastian younger 1655 um uh, sebastian is a legend so what a great part that was so well spoken yeah yeah great voice like just brilliant voice and a fantastic author too i want to read that book freedom i've read the tribe i haven't read freedom i i want to buy that one for sure it, it sounds good all right let's kick it off with andy norman mental immune systems i'd never heard any term like that before after hearing, what did you think a, of after that? him saying it it makes perfect sense i mean it seems like he coined that phrase basically but it does make rational sense You're, yeah it does and what i was thinking about is like your regular immune system just kind of works on its own but your mental immune system you have to kind of learn the process but then after thinking about it i'm like wait a second your regular immune system doesn't learn on its own you have to have exposure i know you have to have exposure you know like babies immune systems are not strong right they have to like have exposure to all the flus and colds and things and then it starts to get stronger so in the same way, they kind of both work that way. For sure. And what was that example he gave about telling Joe to, like, grab a coal from the fire? Right. It's like your brain says, no, I'm going to get injured. Yeah. You know? It's your brain protecting and, and I guess in the same way, you could do it with, you know, a bad relationship, like a toxic one. Right. You know? If you're having, you know, you're dating someone or you start to and you start to see some, like, behaviors you don't like, but you still go ahead and do it. Right. And now all of a sudden you're in this like really shitty relationship. It's like, yeah, your mental immune system is not working well. Didn't didn't protect you from this thing. Well, ideally, if it's an immune system, hopefully those those prior situations with unhealthy relationships would help you develop an immunity to those future problems. Ideally, well, you'd you'd hope so, right? <laughs> but at the same time, that doesn't always happen. Like you- people repeat their mistakes over and over again without the kind of stuff have you have you noticed i feel like now that i've gotten older and i've had a, a handful of relationships in the past like i've made some conscious decisions that the relationship that i'm in right now it's like the only thing i want to do is be bringing somebody up have them on my side you know what i mean well yeah i mean when you're when you're older right 
and you've had a lot of experience. So I think that's it's, that's a, that's a I don't want to say an immunity to bullshit, but that's like you've developed. Hopefully, I, that's like I, that's how I'm looking at it. Well, it sounds like a good habit, right? right? You right. develop like a good habit, right? Well, and, well, let's see what works and what um, doesn't work, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, often in the past, like even in my twenties, I think of my relationships then, and most of it was like all about me yep you know what do i get out of it yep. like what is this is she being annoying can right. i go hang out with my buddies right. and it's you you and, and that's okay it doesn't mean that i was like this terrible person i just didn't i didn't know i didn't think any different i'm like Meh. yeah that mechanic makes sense well, yeah. i just gotta do me and see if they're annoying and what it's all about me but as you grow up you you get that like a bigger sense of community and and like what the other person needs and I, you fail enough times to be like that's not working i don't want to be hanging out with somebody for an extended period of time like i think we've had this conversation too it's like i don't want to say all married people because there are successful marriages out there but a lot of the time it seems like the narrative is like it's fun it's just a lot of work it's a lot of work and i'm like it's not a lot of work for me and my friends. Like, why does it need to be a lot of work? Like, that just doesn't sound like, like, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to associate that as something that I have to do or an obligation. It's like something I get to do and I look forward to being on somebody else's team. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. <laughs> There's <laughs> no quicker way to talk yourself out of getting married than talking to a bunch of your friends that are married. Right. That's for sure. Right. It's like, and that's another thing too. I, I, I can't remember what I was listening to, but I think it was some meme or something about a relationship that they've been together for 25 years and they're not married. And it's like, if it's not broke, why do you need to fix it and put this like silly label on it just because everybody else is doing it? I just don't understand like the sheep mentality of that. And I know that's going to come across rude, but it's just like, I get it. Like, I like having my girl. Not not saying that. I just don't need to be like keeping up with anybody's expectations of what I'm supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, but you wait till she wants to get married, dude. It's like new for you guys now, but she's not gonna. Women don't want to just date forever; they want to be married. I mean, is what they want to do? Aren't we progressive, bro? <laughs> Good luck trying to pass that one. Yeah, let me know how that conversation goes when the time's ready. I feel like it's we're progressive. We don't need the labels. You're gonna find out, man. You're gonna find out. <laughs> You've never, have you ever been engaged or close to it? Before? Uh, never been engaged, never really close to it. I, and to be honest, like I've prefaced my relationships with, I don't need to get married or have kids. I think that was just something I always said to myself when I was like in high school. So like normally the first few times I would hang out with a girl, like I'll put that right out in the f- forefront. I bet a lot of guys do that too. But I mean, given my history, I've kind of lived up to that thus far. But like I said, now that I'm getting a bit older, it's like, I just want to be bringing somebody else up. You know what I mean? Like I want to surround myself with people that are trying to, trying to go somewhere and do something and be motivated in that realm. Like I, she, she makes me better. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what we should be doing is hanging out with people that are making us better in some way. But sounds like you should propose to a dude. Take it easy. Sounds pretty serious. (laughs) Take it easy, chief. (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) Sounds like marriage to me, bro. Wait, we'll see. I'll be in your wedding. Yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy, pal. The uh, so Andy talks. He gets into like why people believe in conspiracy theories, which is like something that Joe I feel like has a pretty good grasp on. Right. And you know, it's that they want to feel like they're an elite group of knowers. You know, like they know something other people don't know. This is the conspiracy, and they're all very serious and usually don't have a great sense of humor. At least 
from the conspiracy theorists that I know. They're all far too serious. Yeah. I'm like, all right, start, slow it down. They start now. making that their like life's purpose to like prove that point or something that they're probably not even really involved in. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's almost in the same line as as like the astrology stuff. To be honest, and I don't want to bag on it all, but it's like. It's similar things. Like, I notice the same sort of things from people that believe in the astrology stuff. Yeah. They almost dismiss. Oh, you do that. You're you not believing. Like, you can't. Like, how do you. Like, oh, you just don't get it. Oh, you're a Libra. That's why you do that. I was like, oh, right. I yeah, fucking, <laughs> exactly. Cut, I will cut your arm off and beat you with it. Yeah. You're a Libra. <laughs> That's why you think that way. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, but that's why you like cashews. You're a Scorpio, okay? But but <laughs> something that Andy said that really stuck with me is he, he's like when you believe in things just because you want them to be true, right. it's like wishful thinking. It actually weakens your mental immune system. That's a good point. Like it it changes your ability to actually, you know see what is really happening you're like fooling. and then you kind of get sold on something yourself you're like indoctrinate yourself with it you're fooling yourself if you're believing in yeah it. i would say that astrology is far less harmful though than getting into conspiracy theories i don't think there's any harm in it maybe it maybe it even has a net positive maybe it gives people some hope are there you know are there any that you're some i don't want to say passionate about but have been pretty adamant about like the 9-11 thing and are there any of them that you're like are Oh, you know, I I got into that thing of like watching those uh, documentaries back in the day. Zeitgeist is a good one. Ancient alien shows, like you can you can send yourself down rabbit holes of your own conspiracies pretty quickly, but they they seem to fade. Yeah, they don't stick with me very long. It, but it's kind of an interesting feeling. I remember when I first watched the Zeitgeist documentary. And if you guys haven't watched that, de- definitely check it out. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's kind of strange. A lot of it's debunked. But <laughs> when you're watching it, especially that stuff early on about religion or the way the governments are set up or how money is created, like it kind of it kind of shocks your paradigms, was- like the way that you perceive and understand the world. And you're like, oh, my God. I mean, especially I was- if you watch it stone. I was just, it's, I was just about tripping. to say it. That was like a example of the fucking mind parasite that he said because immediately when i watched that i was like have you seen zeitgeist oh you haven't seen it you don't really know what the fuck's going on right let me go ahead and break it yeah down. <laughs> let yeah. me break it down let for me you. tell you and then i you, watched and then the before doc. you know it you're like no dude i've done research myself which is like you watching another youtube I video googled that also something talks on my, about zeitgeist i googled something on my phone after i heard it on the zeitgeist i've done the fucking research yeah <laughs> I have a degree in this, not an official one, but a bit of one. Dude, like, that's wait, how, what? That's probably the vast majority of how things get spread these days. Oh no like, doubt, like to a, yeah, to a T. <laughs> I I can't tell you how many people I've heard tell me they've done research, <laughs> and then when you break it down, when you're just like, okay, number one, what do you think research yeah. is? Well, we define Are these peer-reviewed papers. I talked to this guy at a bar that went to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. He knows his shit. I know this guy. <laughs> it was high up in the military, bro, and he confirmed everything he on. I'm like, he knows it. I don't. I think that guy is a homeless man. <laughs> so that's number one. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting how we it's got a our... slippery slope, For bro. Sure. And it's easy to laugh at it, like, but when you're caught up in it, For sure. it's like anytime you get caught up in anything, it's like 
you know, it can happen to almost anyone. I don't think anyone's totally immune to getting kind of blindsided by bullshit. Right. It can happen. And if it if it's never happened to you, maybe it's actually happening to you all the time and you just haven't figured it out yet. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, think about that just from perspective standpoint of how people wake up and they start looking at like, this might sound woo woo, but it's like I spilled my coffee and then I stubbed my toe and then I and it's like one thing compounds after the next thing and that's how you start looking at things. That's right. that could be like an internal brain parasite that's creeping up on you and it's like if you looked at like okay, you just got to take things in stride. Not it's all perception, obviously, but I could see how that could go. Yeah, yeah, your attitude towards it. It's like it's what you focus on. Correct. Like yeah. You could easily have three shitty things happen in a day, right. and if you make them a big deal, and you start telling, they're gonna them, make your day suck. I've even been cognizant. I've been cognizant about that with this hot water thing. It's like I, I'm careful who I tell that about to. Because it's like, how you doing? I'm doing all right. My hot water heater broke, and it's like, dude, nobody gives a fuck. But it's just like, just deal with it and move on. It's like reiterating stupid stuff or like bad things that have happened just makes it like exponentializes them i think in a lot of ways yeah well that one just shows how easy your life is because that's not a big uh, deal uh, take uh, a fucking cold shower 100 percent. thank god i've been taking cold showers i know how to do it now but it did leak all into your wall right yeah like it was leaking on my car through uh yeah i mean it could be a blessing that's kind of a problem that's a bit annoying it's not ideal but but what what this is confirmation bias right with what people what he's talking about with these conspiracies and this research right. it's like you're only going to look at things that confirm what so, you're starting to believe yeah, support your- and then you know if you throw a video in there that's like from an academic that's like listen this is all clearly bullshit it's easy just to ignore it and go back to god knows whoever's making the other videos right. you know with that like slow monotone voice <laughs> right. that just kind of like hypnotizes you into believing whatever the hell they're talking about i've seen so many of those videos right they're so strange and i'm so suspicious of them now but i think early on i was like oh yeah this seems legit that's not the mainstream media that's got to be legit yeah yeah it's got to be real (laughs) because it was made by some guy in his mom's basement (laughs) that's facts factual information (laughs) yeah yeah the one thing that like they pointed to that i really liked was the mark of wisdom right the willingness to yield to better ideas absolutely and that i think is fascinating it's like you're always willing to adjust that's like even if you get into a discussion you're not fighting aggressively for your point to win if someone brings up something else that's like valid or logical and you're willing to take a step back and go you know what? There might be something to that. Dude, that's been the uh, underlining narrative for Joe's guest and just Joe's mentality for the, a long time. Like, I don't necessarily need to be right. I just want to know. I just want to be informed. You know, like I want to make do what, yeah. what makes the most sense. You like attaching your. He, he says that too. He goes, "That's one thing he's always said is, you are not your your past. You know what I mean? You are not your thoughts. You are mm. you are actually what you do. So I mean, if you keep that in mind." that's you're always moving forward like yeah for sure for sure you know what do you what did you think about that stat that he threw out at the end that three years something like three years after winning the lottery most people i've heard on that. average were not happier than a 
quadriplegic. That's a. I thought that was a. Can that be true? I mean, how do you? What's the sample size? I don't know how they took that. Like, well, you take a bunch of quadriplegics <laughs> and you ask them how happy they are out of ten, and they say, "I'm this happy." And then you take people that won the lottery, and three years later, you ask them once they blew all their money, and their family hates them because they keep asking for money, and then they, they go, "I wish I was." You know, the girlfriends go, have left them, and their they, wife divorced them for half the cash. They go, "I wish I was a quadriplegic." <laughs> no, I think they just say that they're not that happy. Yeah, okay. They're enough. not wishing to be a different thing. I'm just saying that was a, maybe, that was a weird... even more unhappy. That was, that was a weird factoid to throw out there, but yeah. That's interesting. I always like to... But it, I, like, but it, I like to believe that I'm at an age now that if that were to happen, I probably would make some reasonable decisions. No, you wouldn't. No, yes, I would. You would ball out of control. <laughs> Every time I would speak to you, you'd have another jet ski. I would have three, just all gold teeth. Three, you'd become a rapper. Three gold jet, three gold jet skis, son. <laughs> just crashing your brand new Lamborghini. Yep. You're like now I'm a quadriplegic. Right. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Yikes. All right, let's jump over to Whitney Cummings. Um, let's get into Quick. her. Whitney is always great. She's very, very funny. Um, she's like so neurotic. Oh my goodness! Like you can tell, so neurotic, quick, right? Quick question: Is she a vegetarian? I'm pretty sure yes, because she's so into like all the animal rights my girl, stuff. My girl's gonna say I was telling her like we were listening to that one together, and she and she, she kind of looks pale. And well, she goes, skinny, she goes, she so goes, she better be sense. a vegetarian if she has all these attitudes towards these animals. Like, how are you gonna be right, self righteous, and this added like this attitude, but not? towards the fact that like i'm gonna go eat some chicken yeah right. i'm pretty sure she is okay. don't quote me on it but yeah not that i'm, almost not that, not that I'm her judge but that just seemed like an i, I would imagine so I, that's what i picked up as well anyway i like how she's such you know she's like a definitely a feminist she's more than likely a vegan all into animal rights yet joe starts the podcast by doing like a movie companion to Blade and making her <laughs> sit there and watch it. It's like, welcome to the dude layer. Watch it. It's bro time. There's baby. blood coming out of the vents. Yeah, and he's he's talking about it like he's 16. Yeah, no. Like getting so pumped. He's, to be fair, that is a dope ass movie. He's like, no, watch it. Watch yeah, I love it. that scene. Yeah, that is. yeah, he's like, pay attention, this bit. And she's like, God, <laughs> shut up, Joe. You're 50. They kept, three they kept years saying old, she's a feminist. What what dignifies or qualifies a feminist? I feel like it's just a. Oh, just, you know, you just support women's rights. I mean, I support like, women's rights. Women's I, progression with things. I, well, then you're a feminist. I'm a feminist. I've always right, said that fine, about I'm you. a feminist. I just, it just seems like a weird title. Like, I, I want all those things. That things that should just be normal. Like, the fact that we point out that that's a uh, Well, I think it's... I don't know. I think that people can take that too far and then they get, like, aggressively right. feminist and... I don't know. And then they're like super wary of all things men do. Are we maleist? Constantly talking about toxic masculinity and, you know, but like anything, any, any ideology that you take on, you can take it too far to where it's not helpful. But yeah, just supporting women in the workplace, equal pay, you know, equal opportunity, all that stuff. There we go. Officially, it is noted Write it down. to the audience put, that put it, Garrett is a feminist. Put it on my resume. What? Uh, what yeah, the, it's, I just—it's interesting. Um, 
I love animals as much as the next person. I, it's just weird. It's not weird. I, I love it, what she's doing, to be honest. That It's an interesting... Hey, sense. I mean, I agree with the stuff that she was saying. Yeah. I don't like the idea of, like, us. Look, I understand that early on, we had to test different chemicals and products to make sure that they don't hurt humans. Right. But now that and we've if that. your options are test them on humans, or if there's no other way that's safe, you test it on an animal. Well, what are your options? Either don't have that product at all, or do it on animals. Right. Well, I don't like the sound of the animal thing, I don't and anything. I know now that you can buy a lot of products that are not tested on animals. So I don't know how the heck they're testing them. I guess they're just using less dangerous chemicals more natural shit so we know it's better gotcha but um yeah i mean it's not good and then keeping people keeping these animals like locked up in inhumane conditions and i get it all right. like joe talks a ton about that fucking sea world play was it sea world or what's the one in canada that he has that guy uh, on for? i know what you're talking about um but I, like I, about the whales and yeah. dolphins and shit and those uh the uh, Warus, the Warus is like the main right. focus on on that one. That's terrible. And you know, it's it's not good stuff, man. I don't think it's good. Though I kind of feel like I don't know how I feel so much about zoos. Like I get it that they're all trapped, but at the same time, I feel like it's probably important in some ways for kids to be able to see, like especially kids in cities, to be able to go to a place and experience animals in front of them i think it's only going to create like a love within them for these animals which overall might be beneficial to the to these species that's not wishful thinking i, I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe is that confirmation bias <laughs> that's so. my conspiracy that's what, you, that's what you've researched to believe i think this I think... podcast was brought to you by the zoos <laughs> of america well i think when she said like when joe had referenced riding the elephant he's like they like you to do it and she's like that's fine but the way that she described it she's like in order to get there in order to get to that spot they had to do a lot of fucking training to those elephants like probably not what they wanted to be doing so it's like they had to go through some semi-torture to get to that point where they like like having you on them, you know yeah so speak up a little bit <coughs> gotcha gotcha yeah, I, I dozed out there but yeah i think uh i don't know you think about how much money she was talking about the circus animals that they've made on that they said that the barnum and bailey guys were like billionaires or something i think yeah so well people have certainly made a lot of money off that stuff right. like i'm sure sea world makes a fuck ton imagine how expensive it is to own a whale i mean quite a bit i i've never been actually but i always wanted to go as a kid but glad i didn't at this point i'm not supporting that i'm putting my foot down yeah joe talked about his one friend jumping off the golden gate bridge Ooh. too that kind of came out of nowhere yeah that i was like whoa joe talk about bringing this podcast down <laughs> i can't remember how what the adjective he used of why they do it the way they do it there was some like Oh, it was like jumping into the abyss oh, or something he said, is. right? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's an interesting word. Yeah. I mean, I, I lost a friend recently, and, uh, you know, it's really tough. Yeah. I've never had that happen before. It's it's such a weird thing because like it's one thing for somebody to die, but when they when they go out like that, you, like you done. I don't know, you, you find yourself just analyzing, 
like everything that you knew about them. Could I have done more else time as dry as day? Yeah, or something. Yeah. Like it's 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 tough. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking because I feel like everyone given the right support can get through whatever they're going through. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying that there's you no one should ever do it and people are in a lot of pain. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Like you and 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 to think that people are in horrendous amounts of pain with no support for a long period of time. I mean, I I don't blame them, you know. I wouldn't get mad at somebody to do it, and people do. But it just, it's just sad. It's just sad to hear that right. and just think about it. It's like, fuck. Right. Poor fuck. That's unfortunate for sure. Um, There's no way to, I mean, rationalize that, especially when, I don't know, I get it. I, 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 I don't. I mean, I don't get it. It's just it's, it's one of those things. But yeah, to choose switching gears a little yeah. bit. Like a, another fun fact about Rogan that I didn't know about him going on stage is he talked about that poor woman bombing right terribly, and he looked to the DJ and was like, "It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll." So true. Like as she's bombing and then he goes up the dj plays it and now he always plays that song is that AC, that's acdc yes, right sir it's gotta be yes sir. yeah great song great song great track Ouch. but yeah what a what an interesting like it's interesting how joe does that it's almost like he has his would you call that superstitions like he wears his watch Every time he performs, I think we're just cre- special, cre- or he has the same music, or we're creatures of habit. When we see something that works, or feel something that works, it's like that's it. Why break it? Make it work. Don't you? Ha- yeah. I mean, I've, I, I like the, I like the routine that I have here at home. It's like there are certain things that I do on a daily basis now that I've kind of made a routine. It's like those things I've been, I've seen benefits from it. Like that's on a smaller scale, but there's some benefit to that. Yeah, I guess it's like it gets you in gear, right? Absolutely. You know when you you're like gearing up for action. For sure. You're like, oh, I've got my, I've got these are the sneakers I run in, yeah. or the, these are my, this is my gear for boxing. Like I have all this, Absolutely. and it's not not okay. I guess that's more like equipment based. No, I get. But you know, you kind of have your little routine for like getting ready. Well, for when that you stuff. set that up the night before, or before you're doing it, it's like your preparation. It's going to lead to successful outcomes. You know yeah yeah oh he was saying prince harry was talking some shit yeah (laughs) so prince harry's mad at joe rogan i never thought i'd say that that doesn't seem like but yeah i guess for uh vaccine misinformation and then and then tim dylan roasted him which was hilarious what did he say tim dylan just recently said something recently something about like tesla drivers should be shot in the head he was joking but he got so much riffraff from that it's just like good lord he's he's teetering on the <laughs> point of getting canceled is, right i mean the, he must be dude he's always been on the cusp, like he's bro. super popular but i he's not quite in the dave Chappelle no range of getting away with murder i mean he's pushing hard right. that shit that he did with the airbnb and getting banned from airbnb i mean it's like if it's anything i don't know if after a while people are going to be like all right tim that's enough uh, chill uh, out, bro. i don't know that's, if that's an indication that all press is good press, that's I, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I do like his style, and he is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's, he is very very funny. He's witty. Joe also talked about like, his understanding of why some people don't like him. 
which I thought was interesting. Because he's like, look, everyone I meet's nice to me. Everyone. Like, he has a privileged life, so now, and everyone's nice. Well, when you're but he's when like, you're... There's some people out there not going to like me have a big voice. Right. Like, a huge audience. Like, it makes sense. When you're that polarizing as Tim Dillon is, too, though, that's a... People are either on your side or against you kind of thing a lot of the time. Yeah, and he also made reference to, like, like it, it doesn't matter. Like, he's like, I don't, I don't worry about what people say about me. They can. Right. You know, if they don't want to like me, they don't have to. And if they... If they want to, like, then she was bringing up, like, he's clickbait. Right. So there's, like, news organizations that profit off For sure. just talking about him and talking shit. Right. See, that's how I know that he'd never be bothered about this podcast. Right. Whether he knew it existed or not, he'd probably be like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care. People are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. He'd be happy that we were spreading it around, hopefully. I would imagine. Yeah. Definitely happier than the people giving us one stars and getting mad at us right we're not talking shit we're supporting in our own way <laughs> right well sometimes we do yeah yeah the big thing is like when people are like we need more analysis i'm like we're not a news show we're a couple of morons that listen to rogan and then talk about what we enjoy and like or if it was entertaining or is there anything to learn out of this anything to add to our lives like i don't I don't know what more I can do. So you, mu- you, like, you, you must have been reading the comments, huh? Oh, I have before, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I have before, man. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, it's good. Let me actually, let's find one of the best terrible ones that I've seen. Um, one's cut entitled Garbage. <laughs> How has this dude not been sued for copyright infringement? One star. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. Another one just says trash and has a bunch of emojis of trash cans. <laughs> that one's good. That one's not bad at all. That is well done. It's like, hey, at least make it funny. Good work. I appreciate that. Kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's jump over to let's jump over to Sebastian Younger. Uh, you know, this dude, he's just a fucking man's man. And I don't know if you know about the book, The Tribe, but like he, he, so he was like a war reporter, basically, like constantly in on the front lines, you know, reporting, being with like troops and moving into different areas. And I mean, that's, that's a fucking scary job. I mean, you've got to be hard as nails and he seems like it. He just seems like a tough dude. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's we need to build a house i'll build a house like, that's the guy right <laughs> whatever yeah. the ta- he's what, like let's get this whatever done. the task is he's like i will accomplish that whatever it is yeah but the tribe is a is a really important book like if you're into those sorts of books you know i don't know what you call it just like i guess they're kind of like self-help in a sense like they're trying to teach you something that you can apply to your life right. and that one was one that uh, above a lot of others really stood out like Stephen Pressfield's one the art of war oh war of art the, that's what i meant the that one's very very good too um but the tribe is just superb for like kind of structuring your understanding of community absolutely and like having that like tight knit group around you and having that support and uh it's just really put together well um definitely i'll give that a download for sure his near-death experience seemed fucking brutal wow. 
I love the the way he describes it too. It's just like he's so matter of fact about everything, you know. Mm. It's like it's, it's, yeah, and like very analytical. Right. Like he's really thinking about how it happened. What did he say? He lost eight eight units pint, of blood, pints of blood, or something. That was interesting too. Like I started thinking about how you're you're more of the scientist, but it's crazy. You think about in human bodies. I don't know how many blood types there are, but there's only X amount of blood types. Correct. Yeah. So that isn't that wild that we come from Yeah, it's like it's like A B A B and then O. So in o, every like single B negative like in every single things. 7 billion whatever people on the planet we all come down to five different bloodlines ultimately. Yeah, but I mean it's not that surprising. I mean if you think about the periodic table of elements, it's made up of like what 280 different types of atoms. And that makes everything that exists. That's fucking weird. 280 things make every... It's like Lego, but there's only two... There's probably more Lego pieces than 280. Right. That's crazy. So, if you look at it that way, it's not that <laughs> strange. Right. That's it. I mean, we are the same thing. Right. I, I kind of think it's strange that there's any different blood types, though. Like, I would have just thought that you could just put... Like, if you could put any blood into someone else, you could put all blood. Right. That just shows I would have been a terrible medieval doctor because right. I would have just Shoving killed everyone. Oh, positive and some B folks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you could do that. <laughs> o positive is the one you can give to anyone. Oh, yeah. Or is it O negative? I don't know. One of the O's. <laughs> one, of the, one of the O's. <laughs> Thank God we're not doctors. Yeah, I just. That's a. I think he. Moral of the story is the way he approaches life as a journalist, too. Like, he's just like, what he always is looking at different angles of what makes the most sense. That's the guy I feel like I want to get lost in the woods with. Is my oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, just his knowledge on everything, and he just has this like air of certainty around him. Right. Like, yeah, I got this, I've seen it, uh, I've seen the shit. Right. That's the guy I've gone to the darkness and I've come back. Right. How did Joe become uh, in touch with him just from? reading his book or what you know i think uh, yeah i think from the book the tribe because i i'm pretty sure he was making the rounds with the podcast and then um i think early on for joe when he connected to tim ferris because tim tim was a guy that was like always searching out these like really unique people like jocko and and um i think even possibly cameron haynes and some of these like extraordinary folk Mm -hmm. And I, I think what Tim was doing is just kind of like relaying a lot of that over to Rogan. Gotcha. And then, you know, once Rogan got a feel for it, he knew where to look and start setting it up. Right. But early on, it was like a few kind of academics and quasi-celebrities and mostly just Joe's comedy friends. That's kind of how he set up his, his podcast. Right. But he was always interested in, in that kind of thing. For sure. Um. But yeah, again, with the near-death experience, like he, he seems to like appreciate a lot of things so much more sure. because he just sees the finite. Like you're faced with the f- fragility of life. Then you're like, "Fuck, this could end any second potentially." So how does that change today? Quickly too, and it can escalate real quickly. Obviously, like you were saying, the way he was talking about just having one more day with his daughters and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's hard to consistently live that way but i think that if you're mindful i think meditation has a lot to do with that too because if you can just live in some gratitude 
that it makes life a lot. I don't want to say easier, but just more rewarding, more satisfying when, you, when you're truly in gratitude for what you have. I mean, life is a blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or oh, they talked about Robin Williams yeah. and like his talent, but also his his uh, surgery. Then being under anesthesia may have caused the depression that led to his suicide and just his amazing range like as an actor. And it, and it, it was cool when they were bringing up some different points about his movies. Like, think about his movies. He really had some Dude, fucking great movies. He's one of my favorite. I mean, Goodwill Hunting, like, he was just amazing. Like, I'm, I'm... Dude, that movie still holds up. It's such a good <laughs> movie. Sure. So good. How about them apples? Even Mrs. Doubtfire is pretty Dude, good. That was a great it's fucking funny. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, every every movie really he did was solid, solid. I mean, yeah. Good Morning Vietnam was amazing too. Oh yeah, they were talking about the beginning of that. I want to watch the beginning again oh, and great. see. I remember him like ranting, but I don't remember Vietnam. too much about it. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's so good. I think they were saying that he was just coming off the cuff on that one too. Like I don't even know if that was written. I'm sure a lot of the people that were his age range and his demographic were all feeling that, like, what the fuck are we doing here? So mm. it kind of came across in the movie. I don't, I don't know if you knew that reference. It but, makes sense. Yeah. He he seems like the type of guy that would just could just do right. that. I mean, he's that kind of comic sure. for sure. Absolutely. What did you think about the the thing he was saying about the disparities between men and women? Like, strength is is a big one physically, but when it comes to like running men and women are much closer yeah even in sprinting and like long distance running and then obviously there was that moab chick that was like is like way better than any of the men and and he was kind of drawing parallels to like we're actually better at fleeing than we are fighting right it's like if you fight only half the tribe can really do that effectively but if you flee everyone can do it yeah i mean i've got i need to be more that mindset too as opposed to like wanting i don't ever really want confrontation that's not what i want ever but i think that initially you should be thinking how can i diffuse this you should be thinking how how can i diffuse i think once you get older that should be the mindset and even when you're a kid if you're a smart kid that would be the play you know yeah and it also comes back to that podcast from the other that's week what, where the guy was talking about rucking. that's what i was thinking right it's like hiking and rucking and having that as your strength Dude, I've, I've been, like I've been, i think i'm gonna start doing I've that because i've got so many great hiking trails around here in bozeman Dude, I, and instead of just going to the gym and like doing squats or just the same shit all the time i'm just like how dope would that be like pick a hike get some weight and just go go tackle Dude, it that's what i i throw on the rogan i grab the two 20 pound dumbbells and walk up and down my stairs 100 200 times my, my legs are gassed <laughs> that sounds super boring uh, i mean i can't believe you do it's that it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> up and down the stairs <laughs> with your weights you, you don't know about it but it's, it's a different you just get ankle weights bro that'll be super venice of you <laughs> just doing karate kicks get some pink ones that's for sure That'd be solid. I think I think Sebastian was kind of out of his league a little bit when he was trying to persuade Joe of the MMA stats. Right, I was going to make reference. To Wrong this. guy. Wrong guy to <laughs> talk like, to about the small, that. The smaller I d- guy's not going to win, right, pal? Yeah, he's like, I'm not buying yeah, this. Exactly. And 
He held his ground, though, and I don't think he did it in a stubborn way. No. He was just trying to get his get a point across, yeah. and some point was made. But whatever that stat is, it, it must be within the same weight class. So you probably have a 5, 10-pound difference. And then, yeah, I would say skill is probably the deciding factor, which would make sense. But, yeah, you can't – you put a shitty heavyweight like Brendan Schaub up against uh, Conor McGregor. Brendan's going to smush it. Like, I don't don't see a way around it. If you outweigh somebody by, like, 60, 70 pounds, even if you're going to get tired – you're going to smash that's that the, guy. He's not going to get away from you in an octagon. That's the one benefit that I guess that, that it's not MMA, but that Luke Paul guy has on Floyd. I think he's got 50 pounds on him. Yeah, that's true, but Floyd's going to demolish Is him. Is he just going to be like, an ass whooping? Of course it every, is. You know, every single There's person no way. wants to just see him get like completely lit. Like, yeah, flatlined. Like, there is no in between. Like, it was complete flatline. Like first death, like, in real, real close to just for a while. Getting, like knocked the fuck out. Every single person's like, all right, let's just put this. Dude, guarantee if he gets hurt, he's just gonna flop straight to the mat. He's not. He's not gonna stand in there like a brute and take a lot of heavy shots. No? There's more. There's more chance Floyd would do that because there's no way Floyd is gonna want to lose. No, not it. <laughs> Like Floyd will fight to the end of the earth to not lose this. Imagine if he lost. Is he, is he sparring with dudes fifty pounds heavier? You think so? He gets an idea. He must. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's boxing with taller people. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, listen, whatever he's doing is exactly what he needs to do. That guy is an absolute wizard. Right. Yeah, he's as good as you can Dude, get. It's crazy that these fights are drawing so much attention, but I will say that I'm. I think you just look forward to wanting the guy just to get de- demolished. Well, Logan Paul just signed a deal Showtime. with Showtime. I saw that. I'm like, what? And Brendan was talking <laughs> heard, about it. I, Brendan Shaw was talking this. about it. And he's like, listen, because I work for Showtime, they're not going to put like internet morons right. up against them. He's going to be fighting real guys, right. like real fighters. And I'm like, oh, we're going to get to watch him get knocked out too. <laughs> well, we'll see, right? I guess this is their opportunity. I mean, we just like to hate the villain, but... It, who knows? Hopefully they. I mean, I don't know. He's gonna have to pick really carefully and start with real base. I mean, look, he's been boxing a few years. He probably has good trainers and coaches. But I mean, th- these guys that are professional boxers, they've been boxing since they were like ten. Yeah, it's true. Like it's everything that they know, yeah. and their skill level is gonna be so much higher than that guy. Right. I don't care that he knocked Ben Astrin out. Right. Ben Astrin looked like. Fucking he looked like a sleeping bag. Yeah, he-, <laughs> he was like a beanbag shape. I mean, I, I was. It like, looked. It what? looked like he and almost he- went out of his way to be in like bad shape. Like it was like. He yeah. Like tried to be like. Like, like he may be pregnant. <laughs> like he was like, I'm gonna be <laughs> potentially pregnant. Ben Askren loses to Logan Paul or Jake Paul. Yeah. Yeah, you've got an Olympic wrestler medalist, right? Coming into box looking like his diet was nothing but pizza literally like no effort whatsoever none nothing uh, i'm sure he did something but he, he definitely didn't look like it yikes i mean maybe he thought i'll look terrible <laughs> and, and, win, and that'll look really good that's what i was thinking you know that's probably what it was going but to look terrible and then get immediately knocked out not a good look. is not yeah that's not a good look no. poor guy but still got poor still guy. got paid so whatever Still a legend, yeah. Made lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> made lots of money. 
the thing that they were talking was it the Apaches they were talking about when they were talking about running like the whole village because right. they were like the last of all the tribes mm-hmm. that got wiped out yeah. and but they could move like 40 miles a day right. the kids tied food to themselves so they could like fuck off whenever they dude, want and they'd have some food right dude like 75 year old women were fucking hiking that far they were saying yeah yeah and the warriors were expected to be able to move 70 miles Holy a day Christ. think about that that is incredible your body is at a different level at that point a complete difference. yeah like this. that's a completely different how long would it take you to get your body in shape to be able to move 70 miles a day what is that? Three marathons? I have no idea. Not to mention you're hunting along the way, just eating straight up bears and whatever the hell's on the way. Yeah, yeah. You got like a couple of rabbits <laughs> hanging off your belt. <laughs> snack. Bit of jerky. Rabbit jerky. Snack on this rabbit foot and then make my 70 miles. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the three important things that he talked about? Um, shit, what were they? Give blood, um, vote, and then jury duty. They are not the three things that I would have guessed no, no. And I th- would I be think... important. But he, he kind of made compelling cases. I, I still don't know if I agree they're like the three most important things to do. But, in theory. They're... But I guess in a in a community right. sense, they're, they're important. Right. You know, In theory, they seem to be the most important. Like if you were to write it down, that would make the most sense. But it just seems so far off that that's really what's going on. But I appreciate the, the narrative. That's definitely what he was going for. Giving, bl- mm. I mean, in like like I said, in theory, and if you were to write it down, that would be what you would want to hear, right? They all make some, they yeah, all make real, real good. I get, I guess I didn't realize there was any kind of blood shortage. I would have felt like we have plenty of blood. I don't know everywhere. <laughs> Just blood. Like how how much blood are people using? Apparently, he used like ten pints or something crazy. That's a lot of blood. Yeah, he used a lot. Well, I think he said they were units, oh. which is like another um like measurement. I don't know what a unit is. Gotcha. See, this is why we needed Jamie, yeah. so he let's, can Google let's, these let's things for it. us. But we are way too broke. And uh, let me let me look it up real quick. Unit versus pint of blood. Okay, we're looking it up. This is like lie. Okay, ten pints amount of blood in the body an average adult has. Okay, one unit of whole blood is roughly the equivalent to one pint. Oh, so you were right. Why don't they just fucking call it a pint, man? <laughs> you need the metrics and the inches, bud. Yeah, there we go. Just to confuse right. us. Thanks. It's like a yard and a meter. Right. They're like almost the same, but not the same. Just enough to throw you down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Well, Google just made some money from me Googling, so <laughs> that maybe that's why it exists. Uh, I like the shit they were ending on, just kind of like with... Uh, um, uh, like the unconscious body language stuff. Oh, dude, that's crazy. You know, like unconscious submission body language like type the, things, the, like psyching out the enemy. And then he had that thing called the appeasement cue, right. where you kind of like smile at someone when you're threatened by him to show him you're not okay. a threat. Yeah. And, it, you know, I've done that before. Like when I've walked into clubs and bars and security's there looking mean, you just kind of like nod your head and dude, a smile goes, give him like a... smile goes a long way. Yeah, but it's a different type of smile, though. It's not like you're smiling just at someone you're not threatened by. It's like a smile to be like, can, "Hey, can, I'm not, I'm not a problem." Yeah. Gotcha. I know what you're talking. I know what you're referencing there for sure. 
also it was interesting that he was talking about how um what's the word how how much your body gives away like unintentionally like he was talking about those poker chips and whenever you push the ch- poker chips in like whenever they had people on the outside watching like some crazy stat like 70 percent of the time they could tell who had the winning hand just by the way they pushed in the poker chips that's pretty interesting. Yeah, right. I wonder if high-level poker people I'm sh- watch oh, that. I'm sure they research. If they pay attention to how people push Without the a, poker chips 100%, in. 100%. I've heard multiple poker players make reference to that. You start, oh, that's pretty you fascinating. Start to, you start to, like if they do it all slowly. Oh, you pick up on people's And they're cues. like, oh, you got a good hand. Right. That's that's what poker is. You pick up on people's cues. You know? Right. That, that makes sense. So. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, look. Sebastian's a beast of a man and I think the work that he does is really important and he's coming from like a history of journalism that really sets him up for for like a a really fascinating analysis of of the way that he puts it together it's like everything kind of builds on itself and and then he comes back around they're useful books for sure and and like I said I'm definitely going to check out the uh, what was it? Freedom book. The world is a better. Pl- I'll probably order that today. The world is a better place because of Sebastian Younger. Yeah, right. Let's hope he doesn't bleed into his stomach anymore. For sure. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Well, thank you for this week, and thank you, Garrett, for joining. Thanks, guys. And uh, I think we have um, Neil deGrasse Tyson on coming up for next yeah, week. I'm excited for that one. I'm pretty sure that he's back on, so it's going to be interesting to see aliens. what he's working on and what he talk. He's always great. Right. Maybe he'll talk about aliens. We get some more UFO ones. For sure. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Later. Peace and love.